Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Greetings, friends, and welcome back to another Kingdom Message. I'm your host, Reverend Stephen Michael. Uh, we are... We have been uh, on an irregular basis the last year, uh, but we're about to pick up and have these once again on a weekly basis. I want to thank those who do uh, regularly support us, at least in your prayers or in different projects where we give opportunities, like through the Priory of Salem, where you can participate in our activities. So welcome those who are in the chat room. Let's open in prayer, and I do want to pray a blessing for those who will join later or are on MP3 as well. Uh, Almighty Heavenly Father, Yahweh, we just thank you that when two or more are gathered together in your name, you are in our midst. We thank you for those who are gathered to us as you told us. Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Hallelujah. So we worship you, we thank you, and we give great thanks and praise unto your name for making this possible this day, this great blessing, this great benefit to us all that we can gather together. Hallelujah. And so this day, Father, we ask for your blessing upon this message that we might learn something new, as you told us and you commanded us in that great commandment. That we're to love you with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all our mind, with all of our strength. We're to hear your commandments and obey them. We're to have those commandments on our heart and teach those commandments thoroughly to our children and speak of them when we sit in our home, when we walk on the way, also when we lie down, and also when we rise up. And we're to bind them as a sign upon our arm and let them be a sign between our eyes and write them on the doorposts of our house and upon our gates, Father. So we thank you for these wonderful remembrances of commandments that we can this day hear it, hear it more and that we can grow more in your Son, Yeshua, who we are in his body, one with him. Hallelujah. And that you are our Elohim, you are our King. So we worship you, we honor, and we give thanks to you, our almighty Heavenly Father and your Son, and the Holy Spirit. We worship you, we thank you, and we give praise to you now. And We just pray that this will be so. Any needs that anyone has, Father, you know what they are, big or small. We pray that you will administer to the needs of your, your people, that we can be also part of it if need be. We thank you for the election of good, righteous men who keep their word at this stage, and we do believe and trust in your word that says we are to pray for the good and righteous rulers. And so we do pray that you will direct, lead, and guide the Christian rulers in the land and that they will be empowered to overcome all evil and undo 
all the unrighteousness going on in the land. We thank you that you are the king on the throne. You are almighty, heavenly father, heavenly, heavenly father, who does at times punish your children, but that's proof that you love us. And we are thankful that you are so gracious to us to give us a chance, to give us hope in giving us Donald Trump and that he will turn things around and start doing what the law says for the law to be done in the land and that the national laws will be upheld and kept and that this treasonous behavior going against the local laws, going against the fabric of what our Christian nations were built upon will be coming to an end and that you will anoint your ministers, that you will flourish your church, that you will grow in all of our assemblies, your great and mighty power through the power of the Holy Spirit, by the blood of the Lamb in the name of Yeshua, to set more people free, that we might keep your commandments, and that we might keep them without fear of any adversary, through the might of your King, our Savior, Yeshua HaMashiach, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Well, I wanted to start out by just giving a quick comment that we cannot afford to have any excuses for missing out on his assemblies. Yes, we might have missed them in the past. Maybe some of us haven't been attending a local assembly, but you can join us online, and we need to get them going on locally, though. That's the most important way. And we're going to talk about some tools about how to do that today. One is the, the most important tool is the Bible, of course. The second most important tool is using a set liturgy that has been blessed by our forefathers in the fullness of how to take care of business. Since 1500s, we have the Book of Common Prayer. We're going to talk about having a set liturgy today and how it is the way Yahweh has ordained. He has ordained also open prayer, but he is also ordained, and we will show it to you in the scriptures today, how he has definitely ordained us to use prayers uh, on a daily basis. For example, giving us this day our daily bread, that was part of the daily prayer that he gave us. And repeatedly he had told us to pray different prayers that are said daily and we're told that we're to pray daily so we're going to get into some meat today with that and i think it'll be quite a blessing we do have uh, from today's uh, lectionary from the book of common prayer we are sitting with our main text today which is let's turn to it and hold that as our main text from the book of John. John chapter number 6, verses 30 through 40. Okay, again, this is, it's wonderful how Yahweh makes this on our set theme that was already planned, and we didn't realize that the actual lectionary for today was going to touch on this. 
But the spirit flows. Now, gathering together, I wanted to just say, is it doesn't make us special. You know, obedience doesn't make us special, as God had said. Yeah, okay, maybe um, it does mean that we are holy, because it does say that being gathering together is the holiness. Okay, it's setting apart from the world, setting apart, being separate from the world in many ways being separate, tribally, culturally, religiously, you name it. There's a whole number of things that set us apart as his church. But the number one thing in action is the word ekklesia and is, is the word for Greek for gathering on the feast days. And it's quoted as the same words in the Hebrew. The same text is the word mikra, which is for holy convocation. And it says, these holy convocations are forever. That means we're to gather together forever. And the word church means gathering together, okay? Locally, physically. Also online can help in a grace and a mercy. We can pray that he can use it as a bridge in between. Hallelujah. But we are to strive to take dominion over the land, okay? And that is the ecclesia. That is his congregation, that is being holy, being set apart, is coming together, all right, in worship, not just to come together to talk. No, we come together for worship. It is commanded to love him with all of our heart and praise him, okay? So we cannot afford to lose out on all the blessings that come from worship. Don't you tell me that we now have some new way where we don't need to worship anymore. Anyone who has to say that, have them call me up and we'll have a debate about if we're allowed to go without worship and praise and thanksgiving worship ceremonies that he has ordained forever. Okay? I don't want to get high and mighty on my high horse over here. This is unto Yahweh give glory, not to me. Not unto man, but unto Yahweh give glory. He commanded it. That doesn't make us any more special just because we do what he told us to do. In fact, he said, after you've done all those things which are commanded you, just say you're an unprofitable servant, only having done that which was your duty to do. It says, fear Yahweh and keep the commandments. That is the whole duty of man. We're to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. So don't worry about what other people think. We need to just do it for us to advance in the earth. That's what he said was the greatest prayer, didn't he say? The, the greatest commandment, I should say. And it is the greatest prayer that's said twice a day at morning and sunrise and sunset. And it's still in all the liturgies to hear, O Israel. Yahweh or Elohim, Yahweh is one L. It says that there, okay? When he was asked, what is the greatest commandment? He said, hear, O Israel. That is the word for obey. And if you look up, he's quoting the service that's done for since 450 B.C. and has continued to be sung every day in Christendom today, okay? Every single church that has the Book of Common Prayer even Roman Catholic Church, okay? Protestant churches, 
Reformed churches, they all sing it, they all pray it, including all the psalms, three, three psalms in the morning and three psalms at night, all right? And a noon service as well, a short service, and a midnight service. These are biblical liturgies, worship, okay, that's commanded. And he quoted that. He quoted that verse. And it says that you do this so that you might prosper in the earth, that you can live in the earth, that you can go forward. Just like Paul had said, do these commandments, abstain from blood, stop worshiping idols, do not do fornication. He said, do these things that you might live, that you might, he doesn't say it's for your salvation. No, he says it's so you can prosper, that you can not only survive, but get to step two. All right? A lot of people think they don't need to keep the commandments. to get. They can't even get to step two. They're still on step one on the ABCs. Okay, one plus one equals two. We can't be doing that forever. Say, oh, learn that you are Israel. Oh, wow, let's learn we're Israel all over again every single day. Or learn that, you know, basic. there's a big doctrine that a lot of people still miss, and it's a big one. It's called Jesus Christ died for our sins to set us free to have victory in the earth. And it's by his legal right, his spiritual right, we have been advanced in all the spiritual evil devils have been smashed under our feet so we can go forward and have the victory. But what do they keep doing? People keep sticking on the ABCs. Oh, learn that you're Israel. Look, it takes one moment to learn you're Israel. Now we need to be Israelites and start acting like Israelites and start worshiping, start restoring the worship that he's given us. Start advancing it, okay? And saying we are holy, we are separate from the rest of the world. We're going to be separate. We're going to fight for the faith of our forefathers by simply gathering together at least. Otherwise, you have nothing to fight for if nobody's gathering together, do you? you have, you're just part of the enemy then if you don't promote gathering together. It says it's forever his holy convocations. Forever. Forever. The Sabbath and the feast days. So, but we're unprofitable servants, even if we do it perfectly every Sabbath. Yeah, we've all sinned. We can ask him to forgive us, and he will forgive us. We repent, and we go back, and he will help us to do it better and get locally people gathering together. Hallelujah. Okay? He will deal with us in grace. He will deal with us in mercy as long as our heart is right, and he will help us. Yes, there's things that happen that we cannot gather together. There's problems sometimes. He understands, but we need to get on our knees and ask for that mercy and grace that we can have that blessing to gather together once again because he wants us to keep that commandment and he's given it to us and told us to try and if we ask, he will do it, okay? And it says David would not rest his eyes until he could find a place of worship and he continued to, it says he wouldn't do anything unless he could figure out a good place of worship. Hallelujah. That's what we need to do, too. That's the example we need to follow. Okay? So let's promote other churches who say they believe the Bible. Let's go down there and support. All right? Because there's plenty who are separate by nature. We don't need to teach them, you know, every single little thing unless they're doing great blasphemies in the church. But they say they believe. They've, they've done the catechism before they got 
baptized, it says in there that they will keep all the commandments, that they will turn away from all sin, all of it, all mixing even for the people who just hang up on that one commandment. No, there's a whole bunch more more important commandments than mixing. Tell you what, you better equally promote the rest of the Bible. And if you uh, have one doctrine more important than the rest, that's idolatry, and you'll go to hell. You have to promote all the commandments equally, including gathering together on the Sabbath, including every single commandment equally. You can't pick one doctrine. That becomes idolatry. Okay? Yeah, we have a hard time these days sometimes, but don't want to start worshiping different things more important than the rest of the commandments. As soon as something becomes more important than the rest of the commandments, that one little thing that becomes more important now is an idol. Like love, we need to have love. But you don't sacrifice everything else because that's not love. If you do, for example, just so people feel loved, you know, um, that doesn't mean that you are now um, following the love commandment. If you just sacrifice, for example, not offending people. Sometimes it's as many will be offended, he says. If they were offended by me, they'll be offended by you, especially they will deliver you up into the courts and the synagogues. I've been delivered up. I've been sacrificed a few times. So many times we're going to have to just suck it up and just do what his commandments say. And just say unto Yahweh, give the glory. Hallelujah. Let's praise him and let's, let's sacrifice our own pride and our own self and just know that he has a better way than we, ima- we imagine. It says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end of thereof is death. That's what happens sometimes. That was also from today's morning lectionary. Now, we have a wonderful thing. It's called the Book of Common Prayer, the Book of Our Forefathers. This liturgy we ordain our ministers into, and we tell people they need to uh, promote it and teach it. I tell you, my forefathers had their licenses revoked hundred times in different branches of the family <laughs> because we would get a little bit fiery, fiery I think. But uh, we had to go to America because we kept getting thrown in jail. Some people getting burned at the stake. But the scripture says we have to do it. We have to teach his word. And there's a provision for that also in the Book of Common Prayer liturgy. You have a time like now. You have a, a sermon time and you expound upon the scriptures okay that's what we're doing right now yes there's a saturday collect in there for the american and canadian church as well which says for saturdays where we are resting from all of our works okay that's what we say on saturday we have a book even the whole orthodox church the number one reason for the great schism was the sabbath keeping the seventh day holy, all right? You can look it up, Orthodox Church, just Google it. Orthodox Church, honoring the Sabbath. And you'll find our book, uh, it's about 170 pages on a small print, but you can get the free version online. It's in a bigger uh, text uh, and wider format that you can easily read on your screen. So I hope you will enjoy that too. Once again, just Google Orthodox, honoring the Sabbath, and you will find it, okay? And it will be a great blessing for you to see that it is still in word only normally, but look, the whole world 
has the weekend still. Saturday and Sunday is off from work because Yahweh has ordained those two days. Okay? And he has continued to have it as a sign we are his people that we don't have to work on that day. Really, okay, a few jobs might, and that's true. But we can always get out of those kind of jobs and get to a better one. We can pray for a better situation. So we're going to have to be that church that's without spot or wrinkle. You know, it says he's not coming back till we, he has a church that's without spot or wrinkle. That means we need to get our act together and be a hundred times more. All right? You think that the church was great 100 years ago. Some people, they just worship it. They think, oh, it was so, so great because there was just no spots or wrinkles, for example, the major spots and wrinkles. No, it's going to get much better because people are able to research. But we're going to be gathering together. And it says we're going to be a church that's without spot or wrinkle. And it says not until we be a witness of the whole kingdom, then the end will come. And not until we become, like Jesus said, that city set on a hill, and that church is without spot or wrinkle, then he's going to come back. And again, that word church means feast and Sabbath assemblies. It says these are the church. This is the church. Feast and Sabbath. Leviticus 23. Forever is repeated on that word. Forever, 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 forever. And it's also quoted, exact same words in the New Testament, forever, forever. And it also says, Ecclesia, church, feast, Sabbaths, okay? So uh, we have bonus days, like Sunday. It's not a commanded assembly. It's a bonus day. It's an extra celebration of Sabbath and its extension. Because remember, he died at 3 o'clock and he rose at 3 o'clock. He rose at 3 o'clock on Saturday so the first 24 hours did end up eclipsing into Sunday, and we did have a wonderful rejoicing day of his first day on earth on Sunday. So praise Yahweh. But the morning was not his time of, of raising. It says that even on the Sabbath, they went to the tomb, and he was already gone. It says in the, during, at, at the end of the Sabbath, they went to the tomb, and he wasn't there. So he was gone on Sabbath. So all those people who say he rose on Sunday, it's not really true, you know. It says he's, he would be in the heart of the earth 72 hours. That's also covered in that article, that booklet uh, you can get for free on our website, ChristAssembly.com, and it's called Honoring the Sabbath Church, the Sabbath in the Orthodox Church, I should say. Yes, we are the Orthodox Church of the East under Joseph of Arimathea, and he had ordain this, that Joseph of Arimathea was the first bishop of Christendom, and the church was established at Glastonbury in 47 AD, and he did ordain the ministers through there. Okay, and we have the Celtic original church. We are descendants physically and through the anointing. Our bishops trace a direct line to Joseph of Arimathea and direct lines to other bishops around the world as being anointed under them. And we are restoring the first century church that he made. And we have a lot of proof of this and a lot of great things to rejoice over, but that's another topic altogether. It says he's going to continue to punish the land until, and he's not going to come back. He will not come back. He's going to continue punishing the land until we, the church, become, and the word ecclesia also means 
the ruling elite in, in that time. It was the word that Christ chose for the word for his church as well, which is interesting. And it's also a bonus word in Greek. It means the ruling elite. It was the name of the government of Rome at the time. All right, like aristocrats. We we're called his royal priesthood and his holy nation. But still, it's using the context as the Sabbath, people who attend the Sabbath and the feast days for worship, for ceremonies, okay? That's in the Bible. For taking the holy sacraments, okay? For participating in the community outreach of his sacraments for his people, the baptisms, the holy communion, the ordaining of ministers, marriages, and so forth. So he's going to continue punishing the land until we become that church that's without spot or wrinkle, and until we become that world superpower greater than it was in the time of King David, because King David only got partway there. And it says we are going to be a real witness of the kingdom, and then the end will come. Yes, okay, weekly gatherings is okay for now. We can continue. If you're interested to support this ministry so that we can have a dedicated online recording, just write us and let's pray about it. And through the prayers, we'll do it. Okay? Uh, at this stage, we don't always record online. We have local assemblies with our friends. and But I believe that we're at a stage to get this up and running once again weekly. I definitely wouldn't say that anyone should be talking against any ordained authority, ordained authority pastors, I should say, because it says that rebellion is worse than witchcraft, okay? It says you must obey the pastors immediately, immediately, because they watch for your souls. It says they need to do it with joy, okay? Watching for your souls is a big thing. Tell you what, the soul is greater. It's as greater as he that's in us than he that's in the world. All right, so if they're watching and they're helping your soul, believe you me, you don't want to be hurting your own soul by attacking pastors. Okay, we need to pray and bless and do it immediately that they might do it with joy. Hallelujah. Anything else is cursing your own self. Plain and simple, we don't want to do that. Just blessing. Why why be, as it says, the scorners and the scoffers? All of those people, it says, will be cast in the lake of fire forever. We don't want to be scoffers and scorners. Yeah, sometimes we might laugh when there's a wicked person doing something, but we don't want to be attacking Christians. And we don't want to be attacking godly, ordained, and anointed authority. Okay? So you can join us online in the daily we have on our website a widget you can see the and you can follow along in the prayers with us in the morning and evening services we have morning and evening services on our website on the right hand side you have christassembly.com if you go to our website look on the right hand side you see a prayers widget as it says that from the east to the west his people yahweh's name will be praised in a great way among his people and we will offer a pure offering with those prayers in the morning and evening. So you can join us in those prayers. Hallelujah. So mainly what I wanted to cover today was just a bit on having a set liturgy. Okay. I have already gotten into quite a many, a good many points about 
how we should have it. Is it biblical? I covered uh, Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one Yahweh. Remember, that's what Jesus said in Mark 12, 29. When he was asked, what's the greatest commandment? He said, Hear, O Israel. Hear, O Israel. He quoted that same passage that we are to say and we've continued to pray daily. And remember, when his apostles asked, how should we pray? He said, give us this day our daily bread. Okay, We're to pray daily. And yes, it might seem repetitive, but it's not considered a vain prayer. When you, you're, we are to pray with pausing on each word, you know, and this is always the purpose. And this is always the way. And let's just go over it a little bit. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. We're saying that his name is holy. His, we're acknowledging who he is and where he's at and how his character is perfect and holy. So we're right now establishing a connection with Yahweh by praying that and saying, you are in heaven. We are acknowledging you. How holy is his name. Okay, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Okay, we're saying his kingdom, which is all of his laws, he's given his laws to his people, come and be done on earth as it is in heaven. They do his laws perfectly in heaven. Now we're praying that the way that he's told us forever his commandments on earth, that are sure into a thousand generations, that those are done on earth. Okay, so then we move on to the next step as it is in heaven, doing it very, very good, okay? And then we pray, give us this day our daily bread. That not only counts, accounts for food, but it says man doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word. We're, we're accounting for whatever we need for this day, all the sustenance that we need to survive. Because every day is different, is it not? So we're saying on this day, we need something and give it to it. He, he knows what we need. We ask him. It says, ask and you shall receive. What happens when you don't ask? It says, you have not because you ask not. Well, ask. Okay? He told us already to do it. You're going to get blessed if you do this every day. Just pray the Lord's Prayer. That's a set liturgy he's given us. It's the basis of all liturgies. And so is the, the, the Shema, the hearer, O Israel. The obey, that word for hear, in, in Hebrew is the word for obey. In Greek, as well, of course, he, he's quoting it. So we have, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, lead us not, or for, no, the next one's very important. It's forgive us our trespasses. That's very important. Well, that gives us the right to have those blessings is the forgiveness so daily at least once a day twice a day it says david prayed three times a day just like daniel prayed facing jerusalem three times a day where this it says yahweh dwells in zion where he has kept and he's come down and he will touch down again on earth again and he has said that do not remove the ancient landmark that's your title land and it says that uh, he will, and his service was there, and he did establish and dwelt there. So we're praying towards the east. Almost all the churches of Christendom point eastward towards Jerusalem. 
if you look at the nave and the way it's all set up, when you worship, you're worshiping towards Jerusalem and any of the ancient churches. That's the way they're set. Okay, so praying three times a day, there's the bell that rings also at morning, which is the sunrise. You have a bell that rings at the noontime, and you have a bell that rings at the sunset. Okay, at the three prayer times that David prayed on and that Daniel prayed on. We have the liturgy for this as well. We don't always publish the, the noon liturgy because it's short, our father, at the noon time. Um, but the bigger services are at the morning and at the sunset. It's called Matinus for the morning sunrise service, and the Vespers is the sunset service. It's starting uh, about 10 minutes before sunset. And the sunrise starts right at sunrise, and it climaxes about 10 minutes after sunrise, and it's done after about 15, 20 minutes. And normally communion services are done uh, around noontime. You have sometimes two different so good times in the morning where, or in the afternoon as well. But any time that people gathered together, the communion was done. Okay, That was the biblical way. That was the Hebrew way. He said, as often as you do it, you do it in remembrance of me. And that's in our main text today, because when they gathered together, they believed that that was the bread of heaven, and they would eat it. And we have many commandments from Yahweh that we are to gather together, break bread. Again, that word for breaking bread was the communion service. It was a Hebrew idiom. And it says they broke bread from house to house. That was taking the bread and the wine. And it says that they did take the communion from house to house. But Yeshua said, I am that bread. And now he said, when you take it, do it in remembrance of me for what he has done for us, the death, burial, and resurrection. And it's, it's just such an awesome truth to know that, that he is, because there's so many, so many covenants and promises and blessings and being set free by the blood of the Lamb. It says, all the blessings of Abraham will come upon us through the blood of the Lamb. Well, what happens is we forget. We think we're slaves still. But when you take the communion, you remember that all the many things that he accomplished by his blood. And one of them was from Galatians 3.16. It says, by the blood of the Lamb, the blessings of Abraham come upon all those. All the, the uh, blessings of Abraham come on us through the blood of the Lamb. Such, such an amazing and blessing, such an amazing thing that we have through the blood of the Lamb. We have to confess our sins. We have to analyze ourselves. We should be baptized and converted before we take of his uh, blood and bread. Okay? We have to analyze ourselves, it says. And if we don't, what happens? It says, then you bring many curses, you bring many diseases upon the whole congregation. So tell any of these churches that they need to get their act together and follow the commandments. Every single one of them has confessed the sinner's prayer that they will turn away from all sins. Okay? All sins. That's all the law. Okay? They'll keep all the law. First John 3, 4, sin. It says sin is the transgression of the law. That's the definition of sin, is when they break the law. Well, guess what? All the law needs to be followed. 
This is in our liturgy. This is in our prayer books. It says all the law must be followed. We have to keep his commandments and ask forgiveness whenever we break it. And we know that if we confess our sins, he'll be faithful and just to wash us and cleanse us from all sin and unrighteousness. So normally the evening before you notify the minister you are interested in taking communion, he just checks, okay, you have a certificate of baptism or are you converted? And are you not a rebel at this stage? Are you not backslidden? Or are you respectfully and penitently, are you seeking Yeshua? Are you really, truly trying to amend your life? And are you going to try to stay on the straight and narrow path? Then, if you pass the test, you're allowed to take the communion. But in any church of the world, if, if you're living in open sin, is still the set doctrine that they will single you out of the line and not allow you to partake of the communion. Okay? You cannot be in open sin and take of the communion. And that's the foremost duty of the bishop is to guard it, or they could bring diseases on the whole congregation. It says that that's why there's many sickly among you, is because they were taking it unworthily. But if we at least confess our faults, we at least turn and we confess our baptismal vows once again and say we will renounce all the works of the devil and we'll try our best now and we will walk in righteousness now. That's keeping the law. All right. So all of this is on canonical authority. This has all been passed down. This is all very strong and it's a sure foundation that he's given us. We have this victory. And I pray more and more people will take advantage of it and not be reverting back into fear and thinking we're all defeated. No, we have the victory in Christ. He's won it for us. And if we advance, Satan will flee. It says, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. So if we just continue advancing, we will see more and more. As it says, the gates of hell will not prevail against the saints. Actually, that's from the interlinear. It says that the saints will prevail over the gates of hell. So... We're to march on forward. Okay. We have a great number of many more verses on this topic, uh, many more things to expound upon on having a set liturgy that we definitely want to get into. At this day, we're going to get into uh, a few more of those. Okay. Our main text again, let's go to John chapter 6. Uh, verse 30, they said, therefore, unto him, what sign showest thou then that we may see and believe thee? What dost thou work? Our fathers did eat manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Yeshua said unto them, verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not the bread from heaven, but my father giveth you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of Elohim is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Yeshua said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. 
But I said unto you that ye also have seen me and believe not. All the Father that the Father giveth me shall come to me. And him that cometh to me I will in no wise cast out. For I come down from heaven not to do mine own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the Father's will, which hath sent me, that all of all which he hath given me, I should lose nothing, but should raise it up again at the last day. And this is the will of him that sent me, that every one which seeth the Son and believeth on him may have everlasting life, and I will raise him up at the last day. Yes, it's all about how much of that prosperity and life you're going to take. We have a blessing that we can take advantage of now. Many of us miss all of our blessings, but he will raise us up at the last day. But we have rights, responsibilities, and duties to hold the lines and to lay those foundations that will last many generations and to continue to bridge the gap between the old generation, the new generation, and to continue that these doctrines might be preserved, to continue to have children, to continue to have marriages, to continue to build up our communities and to gather together to worship him in spirit and in truth. Yes, so gathering together is part of that, and we just wanted to exhort you this day that we have a, a great number of many, many blessings in keeping the liturgies that he's given us. These are perfect liturgies. These are so strong and perfect. I tell you, there's a great number of reasons. One reason is you might be forgetful at first thing in the morning. I, I know a lot of people who can't formulate, you know, this great dynamic prayer every morning when they first woke up. But I tell you, if you have the liturgy, you can have victory right from the beginning. It's the best, most perfect, pure words coming straight from the Word of God. And I tell you, all the prayers are anciently and also all are from the Word of God and are used by great and mighty people. I mean, I tell you, George Washington used these prayers. Okay? He got up at first thing in the morning. And I think we all can take advantage of it too. So we're going to pick up on this again next week once again, to cover why having a set liturgy is so beneficial. And we're going to get into more on the communion. And we have the communion service for everyone. But this is just a, a small taste of what we have for next week. And uh, I just want to say a blessing on everyone. Yahweh bless you and keep you. Yahweh make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. Yahweh lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace. May all of you go forward this next week in victory, the victory that he's accomplished for us at the cross. And may you all celebrate what he's done for us all, thanking him and praising him, and that you'll find a good assembly to thank and praise him for what he has done and his victory. Okay, now take care, everyone who's in today. Trust in him. And in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Remember, if he be for us, no one can be against us. Take care. Yahweh bless you. Bye-bye.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.